Hi, friends. Welcome to Encouraged and Equipped. On this podcast, we introduce you to the women of Christ Chapel Bible Church. We share our stories to encourage and equip each other to live out our faith in Jesus. We are so glad you're here. We all have a variety of expectations in life, of ourselves, of other people, and of circumstances. On this episode, we welcome three of our Christ Chapel Women's Ministry team, Misty Denman, Camille Adams, and Sarah Stiles. They discuss expectations and disappointment, and they talk about ways Jesus has changed their perspective and satisfied them in unexpected ways. Here's their conversation. Hi, I'm Misty Denman here with my friends Camille Adams and Sarah Stiles to chat about how we deal with unmet expectations and disappointment. And I promise it will not be the downer it sounds like. I've been actually really encouraged by the wisdom that these women have to offer because we've been talking about these things in preparation for today's discussion. And I think you will be as well. So I'm the one that brought up this topic originally, and I have to confess I'm sort of embarrassed that... Um, that it was my idea because I don't want to be a woman who um, has to admit that I have this ongoing battle with unmet expectations or unrealistic expectations in life uh, because the bottom line is I think unrealistic expectations sort of come from this sinful place of wanting what I want far more Mm. than what the Lord wants if I really get down to it. Um, but that's kind of the truth of, you know, what that battle is. So I'm glad it's never late, too late to learn. I'm glad it's never too late to be sanctified. And I'm glad, or, it, glad it's never too late to sort of learn to do better. Um, Camille, as we've been talking, I think you have a really great way of explaining what we mean when we're talking about unmet expectations and disappointments in the context of our relationship with the Lord. So would you just talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. Um For me, it's about seeking satisfaction in something or someone or expecting to be fulfilled in a relationship um, and then ultimately being dissatisfied or disappointed. And that's really because only Christ can fulfill me. That's how He created me. And when I idolize something, um, or in other words, when I expect it to take Jesus's place, Mm -hmm. I'm buying into a lie. And then I need to combat that lie with the truth of the gospel that Jesus perfectly fulfilled every single holy expectation uh, for me and for anyone that I'm interacting with. Um, And He did this knowing that I, along with all the rest of creation, could never meet those expectations um, and that we would always fall short. And because of that, I get to walk graciously and humbly with others um, and look forward to being perfectly fulfilled in Christ um, for all eternity. Mm, you're so right, Camille. Yeah, I like that a lot. And I like how she said holy expectations. I know. I was just about to say, I was like, I want to interrupt at that. Yeah. Okay. So that struck you too, Sarah? Yes. Yes. Because, I mean, we have expectations that aren't, you know, can't yeah. always be righteous or, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or very selfish. So mm-hmm. I, love, yeah. I love that you said mm-hmm. that. Me too. Um, And I also love how you just get right down and drill to the heart of the issue right away, because what you said really is true. I mean, we all run into issues when we expect something um, other than what the Lord Himself gives us to fill up our empty places. And we never do it on purpose, right? Like, none of us, we all 
we all, if, if you asked us, would say, of course we want the Lord himself to fill up um, uh, us with purpose and with, with himself. But without thinking about it, I know I often, when I am lonely, sad, anxious, um, whatever the negative emotion is, one of my first kind of go-to places in my head is I'll think, I, I just have to go to Target right now. I have to go to Target <laughs> yeah. right this second. I need some time to myself, and I'm just going to walk up and down the aisles. I might get a Starbucks, which I don't do very often, and I don't necessarily need anything. Or it's the, oh, I need to go to Target because I am out of dish soap, and mm-hmm. I'll get dish soap and one other thing that I really actually need, but I'm also going to walk up and down every oh, yeah. aisle. Mm-hmm. And then I might need that candle or that throw pillow or that whatever decorative item or that placemat or that, you know. And <laughs> in my mind, I'm thinking... I'm sad, I'm lonely, I'm whatever, but that candle, when I get it home, is going to smell so good, and it's going to make me happy, and it's going to kind of fill that place, you know, whatever. And um, if I really stopped and thought about it, I know Mm -hmm. that's not true, but the problem is I don't often enough stop and think, okay, there is no way on earth that a candle and money that I shouldn't even be spending is going to satisfy that deep need in my soul that only the Lord is going to to meet and yes. do that. So yeah, that's really the problem there is that if I would stop and think and spend some time with the Lord, I would know I'm veering off track, yeah. but mm, sometimes purposely and sometimes probably more often than not, not purposely, I just kind of go on autopilot and do that anyway. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Well, it's nice to know I'm not alone. You're in not this alone. <laughs> I think everyone in this world probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, if I think about it, I have expectations about every single thing from whether it's how much work did I think I could do on a Monday to the other day, y'all, I went to Chick-fil-A. And I went there for the sole purpose of getting a peppermint milkshake. I haven't had one this season. I've <laughs> Go get one. And I put the oh order in. Oh, gosh, it in. sounds so good. I'm going to have to get one today. <laughs> <laughs> like, I won't stop thinking about it now until I get Tis one. It's the season. Um, but I put the order in and up and everything out. It pulled up. I was like, order for Sarah's. And he's like, ma'am, I have to let you know we're out of ice cream. Oh, <gasps> no. And I'm like, no. Did they give you a coupon for something else free? No, I was going to pay with um, oh, the points. Okay. So okay. the points just went back okay. on my app okay. for another Good. time, but I know. Still disappointment. I know. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But I mean, it could be things like that too. The expectation of how to load a dishwasher. Yeah. To, um, I know one that I struggle with a lot is, okay, if it all fits on the calendar, then I can do this, this, mm-hmm. and this, and this, then I should be able to. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, the week always looks different mm-hmm. than what we planned. And my body, I'm not factoring in for, you know, the fact that my body might be actually be tired one right. day or yeah. another day. Um, it could be, and other things could be bigger, like expectations for how a dating relationship would go or how I think a friend should love me. And so lots of different things. And relationally, we expect people to think the same that we do until they do something that we wouldn't have done, mm-hmm. which is really funny because, I mean, we know mm-hmm. that the Lord has made all of us different, mm-hmm. and yet I, I will forget that in my selfishness. I definitely do that too. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I think I treat the Lord sometimes where if I do this, then I get this. Like, almost like a, you know, 
not bargaining, but like a contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way of saying it. Um, like if I'm doing all the right things, then I'll get this. If I, you know, stay pure until marriage, then my marriage is going to be wonderful with no issues. Which y'all are married, <laughs> you can laugh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's almost like my right, my expectations become rights to demand mm-hmm. um, instead of you know gifts. Um, with God, we often expect to do good things, you know, get good things. And I think we really only have to look at our perfect Savior on a cross mm-hmm. um, to realize, okay, that statement is absolute mm-hmm. bogus. Mm-hmm. Um, the truth is most most of the expectations we have are not promised us. And yet uh, I like, and yet I act like the Lord has promised them to me. Um, I think when we unknowingly twist human expectations into promises from God, mm. uh, there will be even more disappointment. Absolutely. Um, I've often told myself, you know, once I land the perfect job, then I'll be satisfied. Once I marry the right guy, then I'll really be happy and feel like I have purpose. Once I get my schedule perfect, then I'll have peace. And I'm living in this world like it's not broken, Yeah. Mm. you know? Um, and one thing I was talking with my dad one day, and he said, do you know why the next season always seems to be better than the one we're in. And it's because we delete the main character of pain. Sarah, that is such truth. I do that all the time. When (laughs) I think about the future, it is far rosier than because I don't. You don't ever think the next season's going to be this plus I can see this sadness there as well. You don't. Yeah, you always yeah. think of, yeah, I'm going to have this thing together and this thing together and this thing's going to be better and this thing's going to be better. Yes, right? yes. We do that. But, you know, as we think about it. And at least what, a disappointment. Yes, yes. Yeah. As we think about it, I one of my favorite verses, I think it's John 16, 33, but Jesus is about to get um, arrested and he's talking to his disciples and prepping them for leaving. And he says, um, in this world... You will have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. Mm. And I love that because really what we should expect is that that element of pain. We're going to have trouble. Right. I mean, even perfect Messiah had trouble. And so, mm. but I love what he says at the end of, um, but I have overcome the world. And at, at the beginning of that too, he says, you know, take heart. He's, he talks about, I'll give you peace. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's just... So encouraging that knowing that overcome, he's he's in control. He is greater than the brokenness that we're in, and that's something that we can we can count on. Um, really, what we can expect is the fulfillment of God's word right. of "I will be with you always. I'll never leave you. Uh, I am coming back for you. I'm preparing a place for you." It's like the promises are what we can really depend on. Mm-hmm. And that's and what we can so cling to. And those are so much better than the things that we actually set our hope and expectation in. Like a candle. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gosh, doesn't that make me feel so like no, that but, throw pillow all, is nothing compared to God never leaving me or saying, I know we yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. that is an encouragement to me to yeah. stop before I start walking up and down the aisles of yeah. Target and say, yeah. hmm, but not that those things me compare. No, right. are bad at all. Right. But it just kind of helps knowing okay, it's the promises that yeah. I can cling to. Yeah. And everything else, even the promises themselves, even life itself, is a gift. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that helps me accept them as they yeah. should be. Yeah. Right. So they're not bad in and of themselves. Right. But they're, they are 
bad when I'm using them as a way to comfort myself instead of right. going to the Lord for right. comfort. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There, yeah. one story I thought of was so when my sister and I were little, my mom was really good about giving us scripture to memorize. And it's really cool seeing how the Holy Spirit has brought it to mind years later. In fact, I think stuff I memorized as a kid has stuck with me better Mm, than as an adult. Mm -hmm. And so when I was in seminary, there was this guy I'd worked up in my mind of like, oh, we'd be perfect together and all this. And as you can see, you know, (laughs) we're not together. Um, (laughs) But... Psalm 84, 11 came to mind, and that verse says, The Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does He withhold from those whose walk is blameless. Mm-hmm. And really, like that last part is really what encourages mm-hmm. me of, in other words, if I as God's daughter needed something to follow Him, He would give me that good thing or person. And because He hasn't given something or someone to me, and in his love, I don't need that good thing right now. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Sarah, there's so much I can relate to in what you said. So much that convicts me. So much wisdom. I have a lot to think about when we leave here today. Um, especially love that truth that the world is broken, but God does not hold any good thing from those yes. he loves. Yeah. So if, a, if we don't have it right now, it's not because either he doesn't yeah. love us um, or, uh, you know. Well, and if he's, there's that verse that says, you know, if he's given us his own son. Right. 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 Why, would he why wouldn't he right. give us what else yeah. we need? Absolutely. So. Mm-hmm. Camille, when you kind of step back and broadly think about these places of unmet expectations in your life, what does that look like for you? Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, it's too easy for me to <laughs> right. identify these. Um, but for me, usually it's three categories that I kind of lump them into. One is comparison, two is comfort, and three is pride. Mm-hmm. Um, comparison is usually like when I'm thinking that my health or my fitness or achieving some kind of health status that somebody else has, mm-hmm. that then I'm going to have security. Like yeah. I really will have arrived. Um, like those mornings when I am immediately disappointed when I step on the scale mm-hmm. or I can't run as far or as fast as I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see that I'm lending too much value on something that was never intended to give me value or worth. Um, For my comfort, this looks like believing that me time or self-care is going to really rest or recharge me in the way that I know it won't. It never does. And it sends me into this spiral of like selfishness and laziness and sometimes gluttony. Mm -hmm. So for me, this looks like when those minutes turn to hours, just scrolling yes. on my phone, <laughs> yeah. um, or when I justify dessert every single night and there's nothing wrong with dessert, right? that's fine. That's great. Yeah. But when I use it as a measure of comforting myself, then I know that I'm, I'm delighting in something too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm trusting something that I know can be a really a trap for addiction. I wonder how many of us do that almost daily without even realizing that we're doing yeah. it. I kind of like that you pointed that out because it kind of makes me stop and think of places uh-huh. in my own life. I do it really, honestly, very um, unconsciously without realizing it. Yeah. 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 
And then that third section of pride, this is really where I have to settle in and buckle up because my Mm -hmm. my pride gets out of control. But sometimes I set perfection as a standard um, for myself or other people in relationships. Mm. And I find myself disappointed, hurt, and angry um, when I don't live up to those expectations or they don't live up to those expectations that I have Mm. unlovingly set for them. Um, And recently I had a situation with a close friend where I had this really unrealistic expectation of how she was going to respond to me. Mm. Um, And when she didn't, because she's human and (laughs) we all have a way of responding to people, um, I felt like I deserved a Mm. response. And I, in my pride, had put that out there. Um, And then I turned and I became that friend that none of us want to be, that begrudging Mm. friend um, and frustrated. So not only did I have this really ungracious and unloving expectation for her, I was Mm. also super disappointed in myself because Mm. of the way that I reacted to her in my sin. Mm. Um, So it's outside of the moment now, it's easy for me to look back on it and see how desperately I needed the mercy of Christ Mm -hmm. because of how how deep in my sin I was. Um, But now I can also see that expecting her to be perfect was really unloving. I wasn't Mm -hmm. allowing any grace in that moment, um, and it was really foolish of me. Mm -hmm. I had totally elevated that relationship um, to idol level. Um, And then when we both missed the mark, it became obvious that my aim in that relationship was not to glorify God. It was Mm -hmm. not to be mutually encouraging or or sanctifying to each other, um, but it was really to find satisfaction and comfort in something that wasn't meant to give me that. Yeah, that's that's so hard because I think, I mean, I, I do that all the time of expecting people to live up to a certain standard, mm-hmm. even myself of yes. yeah. live, live up to this standard and mm-hmm. expecting myself to be perfect mm-hmm. when the Lord has never demanded or asked that of me. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So really, it's still that same issue of idolatry, mm-hmm. thinking that my idea of joy or satisfaction or fulfillment is better than yeah. what God has designed it for. Mm-hmm. It's like you said, if I don't have it or if I if I don't have what I expected, it's because He loves me. Mm-hmm. He desires to use that to grow me in something that will, will fulfill me, and that's becoming more like Christ. Mm. Um, so when I disbelieve that God is sovereign or good um, and that He has given me everything I need for abundant life, I need to turn and, and re-examine that and and turn away from those tangible, measurable things that I've put yeah. in His place. Yeah, um, those are the things that He's given as grace, like you said, and I made them idols. Yeah, just just out of curiosity, how? And I know when you're reflecting, you, you're able to see back and some of those things. Is there something you go to that helps you really process Absolutely. this stuff? Yep. So one thing that I like to remind myself of when I've really missed the mark and in putting things in their proper place is to really look at how the Lord wants us to delight in Him. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot about Psalm uh, 139, where He's Mm -hmm. talking about how He formed us in the womb and how He's created all of us. And there's this verse 6 where He's talking about like how good and how wonderful it is. It's beyond comprehension. Mm -hmm. And the fact that He put that in Scripture for me to look Mm -hmm. at and say, like, not only did I create you, 
in your mother's womb. And I also created this other person and all these things, but I did it because I want you to know that I am too wonderful for you to even understand while you're here on this earth. And just thinking about that for a minute can set me on a thought mm-hmm. process all day of thinking about like, if I'm only comprehending like a 10th of mm-hmm. what yeah. your wonderfulness is, like I can expect to be fully and completely satisfied yes. in you alone. Because who else is going to match that? Yeah. Oh, I just got goosebumps I know. thinking about it. I know. That was so good. Camille, thanks for sharing that story, particularly about that um, difficult stretch with your friend, because I think, one, we can all relate to it, and two, my guess is that um, unmet expectations and relationships is probably the primary mm-hmm. place mm-hmm. that this is um, uh, a difficulty for us, maybe yeah. particularly as women. Um, so yeah, um, and all of this is hard wherever and whatever kind of way it fleshes itself out. But you know, something I've been learning in my own life in the last few years for sure is that when God allows stretches of life to be hard, to be disappointing, um, to be not what I want it to be, uh, there's also always something good that comes mm-hmm. from it, mm-hmm. um, um, and I, I don't always see it at the time. It's sometimes yeah. kind of like what you yeah. said, where you have to, it's when you look back at it yeah. later and see the the fruit. But I am seeing that. Um, and sometimes that's that deeper faith when you look back and see, oh man, God did mm-hmm. not leave me or forsake me mm-hmm. during a difficult stretch. Um, and because he was with me that time, I know I can trust him the next yeah. time too. Or, um, hey, I, th- I think I developed a little perseverance or grit in that, <laughs> you know, spiritual perseverance or grit in that yeah. situation that maybe I didn't have before. Or some extra empathy for somebody else that's mm-hmm. walking through that or compassion for somebody else. Um, uh, definitely, I feel like because I've walked through some hard things in the last few years, I have a much more humble spirit mm-hmm. than I did before because um, I'm far less self-reliant mm-hmm. um, than I used to be. Um, yeah. uh, I wish I were more naturally self-reliant, and he wouldn't have had to teach me those lessons um, <laughs> with such difficulty. Um, I know um, I mentioned in uh, another podcast episode that we did on um, anxiety that one of my personal spiritual disciplines in the last year or so has been walking through the Lord's Prayer sort of line by line and then fleshing out mm-hmm. the meaning of it sort of according to what's going on with me right then. Um, each day or as many days as possible. And for this discussion, that line, not my will, but yours be done, really speaks to me uh, because praying that particular line over and over this year has really been teaching me to submit my expectations, my desires um, to God hopefully early on in the process of forming them Mm -hmm. um, and thinking about them before they start going off the rails into something that was never what that wasn't what he intended them to be into idolatry into um, an expectation for another 
person that they wouldn't ever be able to fulfill, um, whatever. Um, and then it also has caused me to think a lot this year about um, Jesus praying in the garden on the night before he died, saying, mm-hmm. Lord, if you're willing, take this cup from me, yet mm-hmm. not my will, but yours be done. Um, and the honest truth is his cup was um, mm-hmm. a far more difficult cup to drink from than anything I'll ever be expected um, or asked to do. Um, And it just makes me think about how if um, I truly desire the Lord's will for my life, and I do, and so one thing I'm actually having to pray, Lord, is help me to, to... to help me to really desire yeah, yes, your yeah. will rather than my own, because I'm realizing how often I don't. Yeah. Um, but if I truly desire God's will over my own, then I'm not going to struggle as much with disappointment when mm. things don't go my way, because I'm going to recognize that this was His will, yeah. this was His way, come what may and whatever mm. the consequences are, and... Um, yes. You know, it's hard, but good. Yeah. I love, those are really good points, Misty. And one thing I have to go back to often is remembering how he has been there in the past. Mm-hmm. And that proves, well, it helps prove mm-hmm. <laughs> to me that he's a trustworthy yes. God. Yes. And absolutely. whatever he's doing, even though we may not understand it, yeah. mm-hmm. I can trust him. Yes. The Lord, I love that you mentioned the, you know, if it's not not my will, but yours, take this cup. From me and he said so many good things that night. Yeah. He was arrested, and so much of it was—I mean, all of it was selfless and yes. pre- prepping his disciples. And um, you know, for so many years, I've really built up this dream of you know the ideal sweet husband mm-hmm. and um, the perfect fitting and fulfilling job. Mm-hmm. And a couple years ago, the Lord patiently and sovereignly led th- led me through a really challenging year. And in that time, God really helped me place my dreams in their proper place, mm-hmm. um, not as not as uh, ultimate goals, but as undeserved gifts, mm. yeah. you know? Um, and, and it's really comforting to know that, <laughs> that people over the centuries have struggled with unmet expectations. Yes. Yeah. I mean, even the disciples, and I could go yes. off on that of, yeah. you know, but I, I thought of James, Jesus's brother, who writes... Uh, and this is in four thirteen through fifteen. I didn't. I wrote it down so I wouldn't butcher it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wrote this. Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we're going to go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why you don't even know what will happen tomorrow? Mm-hmm. What is your life? You're like a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it's the Lord's will, we will we will live and do this or that. Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes the struggle, um, his will is the struggle instead of us trying to get out of it and asking, mm-hmm. you know, if it's your will, please get us out of this. And really, he's like, you're in my will. <laughs> yeah. And so how do we take steps forward in an unwanted season, in a season of discomfort, mm-hmm. if he's wanting us to stay in that? And during that season, uh, I mentioned that was a hard year um, he, when my, I mean, my bank account was dwindling and, you know, bills were continuing their steady pace. I noticed the Lord shifting my faulty mentality mm-hmm. that the best life is going to arrive, you know, in this season. And I learned instead to embrace the belief 
that the best life instead is in seeking him mm. wholeheartedly today. Um, and instead, but also still looking forward to the best life that will come, sure. that we can expect and uh, that he will come back on his promised yeah. return. And um, something else that really helps with expectations is when we respond with gratitude mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and the more we respond to gratitude, the less he's going to hear our grumblings and the less yeah. expectations, missed expectations yeah. will stink. I love that, Sarah. Those two thoughts that this is not our home. This is not the best yeah. that, I mean, yeah. this is not all there is to look forward to. Like our real expectations should be in heaven mm-hmm. and also just that cultivating gratitude here because while it's hard, there are also gifts Great and small, even if it's, you know, that squirrel was really cute as it was running up that tree that day or, you know, <laughs> cold, cold water in the water fountain or whatever. I mean, yeah. main, some days are so hard yeah. that there's not a lot more than that, but yeah. that's something to be grateful for. Yeah. Yeah, that's Mine's great. more like the squirrel's running out in the middle of the road. <laughs> like, <laughs> thank you, God, that it didn't dodge. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. Anyway. Whatever it is that you were grateful for. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I have found that too, that gratitude is a yes. great antidote to... Yes. A lot of negative. Oh my goodness! Yes, emotions. They so another verse that I think we all know is Philippians four thirteen, mm. and it's often <laughs> taken out of context. But um, the context of like he's writing from prison, and when he says, "I can do all things through Him who gives me strength," and this is after he's endu- endured persecution. But when you look at the couple verses before in verse twelve. He says this, I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned, like learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. And then he answers, I can do all things through him. He gives me strength. And what I love about that is that we see with Paul that God gave him the strength and the contentment. And I'm sure, I mean, Paul obviously was hurting mm-hmm. during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but with us, he can give us strength in whatever season we're going through. And he's not going to let us, you know, be crushed <laughs> by that is beyond any, beyond his will at all. And he's with us in that and he's supplying the strength that we need through that. Mm-hmm. So, and we can, we can expect that and we can count on that. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that that practice of gratitude, like Mm -hmm. having that discipline to be able to do that um, and really build it so it's a habit that enhances our affection for Christ um, as opposed to like being an obligation. Mm. Um, For me, having a plan to to combat those missed expectations or wrongly placed expectations really helps me to take hold of my thoughts that I know are wrong and to replace them with truth that's going to help push me toward Christ. So if I'm thinking back to those three areas, um, like if I'm thinking about like health or fitness or whatever it is satisfying me, I can combat that with a truth that I am secure. I have perfect security in Christ alone. And also the truth that my health will eventually fail, mm-hmm. but that Christ died, willingly sacrificed his own body and life so that he could secure my salvation and eternal redemption, which 
includes my physical body. Yeah. Um, if I'm looking toward comfort or that me time or scrolling or whatever, um, I know that I have perfect rest in Jesus. Mm. Um, his peace and comfort are in his word readily available to me every day. Mm. And that by walking in obedience, for me, that's self-control, mm. um, I can experience that true rest in him, that he satisfies me completely. Um, and if I trust his provision in each moment, that he desires to keep fulfilling me with that goodness mm. in him alone. You know, can I say something real quick? Yeah. I feel like you just explained that verse uh-huh. that says, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength mm-hmm. of my heart and my portion forever. If this body is not going to last, it's right. going to fail us, but God is our por- He's portion. He's perfect yeah. portion. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's great truth. Yeah, and I love that too because I think um, there's so much out there right now about what self-care is mm-hmm. and um, uh, how important it is to rest. And I have personally struggled with um, how to rest when you can't really get physical rest mm-hmm. and have am starting to learn to discover what it looks like to get that rest um, in the Lord, which is more of a, um, I think, a spiritual and emotional rest. Absolutely. Um, which you can have any time, even when, let's say, you have really young kids or, um, you know, and you can't always get that stretches of physical rest or when, for whatever reason, you're not sleeping well or, you know, right. that that's always available to us, mm-hmm. which is a, a gift. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I think about that example I was going to with my pride mm. about being disappointed in relationships, um, I know that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss that mark every time. And so is the person I'm in relationship with, of course, no you know, matter which relationship it is. But when I recognize that Jesus perfectly and wholly fulfilled that role of Messiah and Savior, I can remember that I... I don't have to fulfill that yes. role, and you don't have to fulfill yeah. that role. And that He did it for us, um, and His mercy toward me is so great mm. um, that I can, even in that moment, come to Him and confess and repent and willingly trust His salvation and sanctification in my life um, so that I can not only come to Him for forgiveness, but also I can forgive the shortcomings of others just as easily. Yeah. Um, and in that humility... Um, move forward in those relationships. Mm. Mm. Something that um, a good friend of mine said that stuck with me from years and years ago, and it reminds me a lot of what you guys have talked about. And she used to always say to herself, just bend the knee, just bend the knee. Mm. <laughs> in reference to like, when, I, when we know those things, we just really need to submit to the Lord's yeah. will. And there's a physical picture in my head, first of her bending a knee because she actually did it. And then I'm like, okay, it's, it's time for me. Let's bend the knee. Mm-hmm. Wow. We got to get to humility. What a good friend. Yeah, yeah. Those are great, real concrete examples. I love the only one I would add to that. I've learned a lot from you is that I have learned that it's really good for me to have just one really straightforward and honest friend who will call me out on my sin and you know those times where I'm kind of veering off track and um, particularly when I have expectations for people that are just not realistic um, to have someone say hey I, I 
I think you got to kind of rethink that mm-hmm. there. Um, you know, um, I, I think that person's never going to be able to do what you're asking them mm-hmm. to do. And just be honest um, and be able to communicate in a way that I can hear and not get defensive. And then just my willingness to be... The, not def- defensive, and that's something I'm working on too. And say, I hear you. You're right. I may need a little time to process that and take that in, but you're right, and I hear you. I'm going to do that. So mm. I think we all need at least one person like that who has the courage to call us on our mm. sin, yeah. and who can communicate it in a way to us that we can hear it and receive it. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Yeah, that's a gift. Yeah, yeah. person of grace and truth. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. We yeah we all need those people and. Well, it does kind of hurt. It yep. does hurt yeah, huh? when they call us yeah. out. I honestly, that's one of the characteristics I admire most about uh-huh. a friend. Like, yeah. it moves a good friend from, to a, like, yeah. a great friend. Yeah. Um, and I think that person is so important because our feelings and our sin patterns can be so deceiving mm-hmm. that I need my people to remind me that life life is not about feeling accomplished, mm. and and really, it's not about feeling anything instead it's it's about an all in all out pursuit of the one the father who pursues his children mm-hmm. now that's what life is about mm-hmm. and all of our days are ordained by an all knowing god mm-hmm. and his ways are higher and scripture says that mm-hmm. which helps us mm-hmm. <laughs> make it through the day and he doesn't ask us for understanding he just asks us for his trust mm-hmm. and asks us to seek him mm-hmm. and I think it's really cool. He's given us the ability as his daughters to seek him with um, with our intellect, with our desires, choices, actions, and mm-hmm. um, with our whole being. We can really mm-hmm. follow him in a st- step by step, mm-hmm. day by day mm-hmm. pursuit. Yeah. And you know, to give you kind of a, a real example of uh, a step by step pursuit, I was uh, at a friend's house the other day, and mm-hmm. afterwards we had. Um, leftover spaghetti and so we started bagging putting it in bags and uh, a couple of the ladies were saying hey oh this is great I can I can take it home to my husband and you know it's funny because immediately mm-hmm. like I just wanted to start crying which is so funny <laughs> looking at it now that spaghetti could, <laughs> spaghetti in Ziploc bags could <laughs> trigger you never know <laughs> no what it's yeah. gonna be I know right but it triggered because one of the biggest dreams I have is I would love to be married I would love to have kids and so just any little thing apparently it was that that night um and I want to start crying but thankfully it was the end of the night and so I was like hold it till the car (laughs) and so I got in the car and then even when I was crying I was like okay you can't keep crying too much because you won't be able to see the road it was dark (laughs) but I took it to the Lord and the Lord is so good and so gracious to let us sit in our sadness, um, but also and to validate our sadness really and, and help us give us understanding that we need. But also, you know, he, yeah, his presence was just, it was so comforting. And I was able to tell him, I was like, I love you. I trust you. And even though there's, I don't understand why the delay or why previous relationships haven't worked, he's shown me in the past that he's trustworthy. Mm -hmm. And so I can count on that. Mm -hmm. And so I just, he's so good that he can just let me be the emotional self I am Mm -hmm. and yet also provide that concrete, Mm -hmm. I'm trustworthy. Mm -hmm. 
I love you and I'm good. Mm -hmm. And I can say that back to him. Mm. And it wasn't anything in this world that provided the comfort that I needed. Right. And, and it, it was his character that provided it. And I'm really able to live in this present because of what he's promised me for the future. I know I've mentioned his return a couple of times, but that's really what we're living for. Um, and yes, Jesus does satisfy me now. God satisfies now. But there is an element of, he's not going to be dad of my kids or, <laughs> you know, my husband. But we know that one day when we see him face to face, we're going to have that complete satisfaction that we really want. Um, and because we're broken people in a broken world, disappointed expectations are inevitable. Right. It's going to happen. So I'm not saying protect yourself and don't expect anything, but instead when we respond to those disappointments by remembering the Lord's character, there's great reward and potential for, like you were saying earlier, like deep in trust, closeness with Jesus. Our goal is to know Him. Mm -hmm. And so that those things provide that. And a renewed perspective on what, where our hope actually lies, and it's in Him. Yeah. And God is so patiently teaching me to approach each day in light mm -hmm. of His return. And my next step and my next step and my next step when I wake up in the morning should be, okay, you know, His return, now what should I do? Mm -hmm. um, one day while I was jobless <laughs> a couple years ago, a passage came to mind, and it's in Acts 20, yeah, 20, 22, and 24. And Luke's words really stayed with me. He says this, and I just need to memorize this verse. It's just so good. Um, I don't know what awaits me, but my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. Um, and I think that that passage is just so beautiful. Like, this is this is my purpose. This is what life is about. And this is what I can count on, his return. That's good. That is yeah. good. That's lovely. Sarah, Camille, I love the wisdom, the perspective, the heart each of you brought to this discussion. I want to end today with just one last thought. We've all been disappointed, um, hurt by missed expectations, um, just disappointments in mm -hmm. life. I think expectations also, though, can be a glimpse of how life should be. You know, you talk about the Lord's return. One day we are going to see things mm -hmm. as they were meant to be. Uh, we see in Scripture ex people who expected things from the Lord. I think of Martha and Mary. They sent word to their friend Jesus for help when their mm -hmm. brother was very sick, and they expected Jesus to come quickly and help them. But mm -hmm. Jesus delayed in coming to them because He knew that that was um, better for them and that the Father would receive mm -hmm greater glory mm. through his delay, even though they didn't understand. Um, and yet you see when Jesus does arrive and the brother had died, he grieves alongside his friends. Um, and that reminds me that he hates the brokenness in this world mm. too. Um, and when he's talking to Martha, he brings the conversation to something concrete that she could depend on, that he is the resurrection and the life. Mm. And um, that is a truth that will never let us down, will never disappoint us. It's a promise. Um, it's where faith comes into place. Um, and when my will is on the line, 
I mean, when I'm really having to hold my expectation open-handed, um, and when we remember that God is good and we can trust Him both when life looks like we really want it to, mm-hmm. and we can trust Him when life doesn't look a bit like we want it mm-hmm. to. Um, so those are great mm-hmm. things to remember. I have loved this discussion and your openness yep. and your honesty. So thank you. It was so good to be together today. 